Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday at noon, and that means it is time for the Greenhouse Effect. I am your host, Hayden Green, as usual, and uh, talking about all things in the daily zeitgeist and what's happening on around, around the world, and um, from my point of view, my multicultural point of view. And uh, we we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It is a busy, it has been a busy week. It is the 1st of July. Rabbit, rabbit to all our our good friends. And uh, hopefully your July is going to be really wonderful and full of really creative and and, um, productive and prosperous things. So that's my wish for you for for July. We're We're getting into the throes of summer. Here in New York City, uh, we have had, we just coming out of a, a what feels like 15 days of just pure heat, right? <laughs> and it's just like, uh, it's finally, the, the weather is finally broken here in New York City. Um, uh, for those of you who are listening on uh, Spotify, we, we broadcast out of New York and oh my God, it has been really, really heat, really, really hot out here. Uh, Kamika's on here with us, she's talking about, yes, it's been hot. Um, we are, so, so it's July and, uh, and the months are just flying by. Um, it's, it's really a little, it's a little scary here. So, um, because you, you know, I'm a, I'm a college administrator and every now and again, we, um, take stock of the summer, right? So in the summertime, I I still work. I'm a 12 year employee, a 12 month employee. Uh, And so I take stock of what, where we are and what we're supposed to be doing. And every now and again, during the summer, you're like, uh, 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 I think we are a little bit behind schedule in what we need to be doing. And first of all, nobody answers their emails during the summertime. It is ridiculous. It's like everybody, and not just college administrators. I mean, just everybody. Everybody is in like complete slow-mo when it comes to the summertime. And it's really, really funny. Um, so we have uh, we have a little bit of a vacation coming up and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but we've got to figure out what to do with puppy. And uh, so my mom is supposed to be coming over and changing the uh, the, the the cat litter. Uh, we have an automatic feeder for the cat, but like she's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be really interesting when we leave because we've left before, but not for as long as we are going this time. And it's gonna be interesting because uh, we have a new bathroom as we talked about before downstairs in the basement where where puppy lives. Yes, for those of you new to the show, my cat's name is Puppy. Right. Uh, And so it's going to be interesting because um, the cat likes to throw up in the basement. I mean, in the in the in the bathroom. Apparently. That's the new hot spot. Right. Like or the cool spot because it's tiled. Right. Uh, So like every time the cat wants to throw up. And for those of you who have never owned a cat, cats throw up. They they hack up hairballs all the time. Uh, Every time the cat wants to throw up, it throws up in the back in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> which is really, really interesting. And I'm trying to figure out what the psychology behind that is. And it, and it might very well be that it is the coolest spot. And uh, when it goes in there, it, it feels comfortable in puking its guts out. But the cat throws up in, in, the, uh, in the bathroom. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how this works out, we, this extended stay. Um, I might just have my mother stay here for the entire time and, and just take care of the cat. Uh, which is, which is interesting because we are, 
uh, nouveau pet owners, right? We haven't had a pet in the house for, well, actually, never since our our entire uh, our entire relationship. I've had cats before. Um, no, it's not throwing up every day, said, but when it does throw up, it throws up in the bathroom. Um, said it's commenting on the uh, on the the frequency of my cats puking. It's not every day, uh, but like you know. Back when I was a kid, like I don't remember there being this much care and attention being paid to to the pets. But again, we were kids, right? So maybe all this stuff was happening in the background. My mom is probably on here and could probably talk to you a little bit more about taking care of pets uh, and the kids just being oblivious as to what is being what is necessary for it. But anyway, we're gonna figure out what's going on with puppy. So I promised, as again, and I'm a man of my word. Um, I promised that I would give away some art, uh, and I'm, this is going to be a new. Um, this is going to be a new series or a, a new segment. I will give away art every day, every every uh, every show. Uh, those of you listening on Spotify, you got to listen on Facebook. You got to get there live um, on, on Thursdays at noon in order to be eligible. And so I'm going to give away a version of this picture it's going to be the print right so it's not going to be this framed and i'm trying to get it in the frame hold on here we go we'll do it this right all right so this is a picture called fisherman right and uh this picture was taken off of the coast of jamaica right and uh the really interesting thing about this picture it is my inspirational picture because I woke up at 5.30, and I hope you guys can hear me. I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning to go take a beach sunrise picture, right? I wanted to get a, a picture of the sunrise, the, 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 the clouds, and all the rest of that stuff. So I wake up at 5.30 in the morning trying to get this picture, right? Um, and I look out, and what do I see? I don't know if you can see it right here. This is a fishing boat, right? This is a fishing boat, and I was and I was amazed. I was like, I got up at what I thought was the crack of dawn to go take this picture, and there was already somebody out there. So I get up at 5:30, and this guy's already out fishing. And that was just a lesson to me that when you think that you're ahead of the game, there's always somebody out there even more prepared than you are. So uh, don't think that you are, you know, you're you're. Your preparation is the only, or you're ever the only one who's doing any kind of preparation. So, I will give away a um, an eight by uh, an eight by twelve or an eight by ten picture uh, print of that picture at the end of the show. I will ask you a question about the story I just told you, right? So I hope you were paying attention to what I just said, right? And the first person in the chat to answer the question properly we'll get the picture right so that's it that's all you gotta do you gotta stick around to the end and answer the answer the question properly that's all it is yeah all right cool so we got a lot to talk about um the first thing i want to talk about is the the board of elections um so for those of you who are just a, as a refresher uh for those of you who are um are not in new york we just had a mayoral primary um and the mayoral primary is 
um, you know, for Democrats and Republicans, right? Um, <laughs> Mike Coleman says the fisherman's name was Gary. <laughs> Very funny. I should actually incorporate that into the story that this guy's name was Gary, and somehow I know that. Um, so we just had a primary out there, and for the first time in New York City history, and, you know, this is new throughout the country, uh, a lot of places are going to this, we had ranked choice voting. And I explained ranked choice voting before, uh, but a, a brief primer on it, a brief description on it, is that uh, if you, uh, you can vote for five people and rank them on the way you, you want them elected. So your first choice would be the person that you want elected directly, and then the other five, the other four people, you can rank them in order of where, if your first choice doesn't get in, these would be your viable uh, replacements for that. Uh, and the way that it works is that if your first choice is eliminated, so if your first choice is the last, so, sorry, let me back up for a second. Ranked choice kicks in if one candidate does not get 50% of the vote, right? Which means that uh, if you're, uh, so, it, so if you're, your choice for first place ends up being the last person um, in the vote total, that person gets immediately eliminated, right? The, all of your then all of their votes for second choice go your vote for second choice then goes to that person, right? So if I voted for John and John is the last vote getter in the election, um, and I clicked on uh, Alice as my second choice, my vote now goes to Alice, right? And they keep on doing that until somebody gets fifty percent of the vote. And that's exactly, and that's w the way ranked choice voting works. Uh, it is supposed to eliminate the need for runoff elections. It saves the city money. Well, at the beginning, at the end of the first day of voting, well, uh, sorry, the only day of voting, uh, we had early voting and all the rest of that stuff. But at the end of the 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 ele actual election day on the primary, um, Eric Adams was ahead by i think it was uh 30 35 uh 35 percent of the vote um uh garcia had 22 percent of the vote and Meyer Meyer had about 21 percent of the vote so we did not have a clear winner they had to go into the ranked choice voting that takes about a week and remember we talked about the fact that we probably wouldn't know who the the democratic primary candidate was until um you know, uh, maybe a week or even a month later, right? So th the first round of, all right, we're going to get rid of all the people who uh, have no choice of, of winning, and we're going to distribute those votes according to their second choice now, right? And, and so they do that, and the gap between Eric Adams and Garcia shrinks to about 3 or 4%. But here's the kicker. Uh, apparently, in that second round, they saw Eric Adams get 51% of the vote, which would mean that he would have won, right? Eric Adams' camp says, hold on for a second. When we close the polls, the total amount of people who voted was 800,000 people, a, little, a shade under 800,000, right? Now... With these new numbers, you're telling me that 
950,000 people voted. And it's like, well, you know, it, it shows us as a clear winner and it shows us winning the election, but these numbers are wrong. And, you know, kudos to that camp because they could have very easily said, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, mm -hmm, let me have those numbers because it shows us in a favorable light. But the numbers were wrong. And the Board of Elections went back and looked at the numbers and realized that they forgot to clear out 150 test ballots that they had used to test the system. I... I'm, uh, you had one job. The Board of Elections, you had one singular job. And here's the crazy thing about this, right? Because they did the 150 test ballots in order to test the system to make sure the system worked. And those, that precaution that they took, that test run that they took, ended up being the thing that snagged them and caused them to have a problem. And... If it wasn't if it wasn't so sad, it'd be hilarious. So Eric Adams is like, you know, thank you know, thank you for your transparency. Hopefully you'll figure this out. Everybody else is losing their ever loving mind. It's like, oh, it's a sham. We need to oh, it's so it's a complete mess. And again, it was already confusing to a lot of people for rank rank choice voting was already conf confusing for a lot of people. And this only made it worse. And now there's a whole bunch of conspiracy that's associated with the ranked choice voting. And uh, and now it's a thing. Um, so I, I could. Uh, and th so the, the interesting thing is, is that they're running all of these um, ranked choice voting uh, uh, elections in different parts of the country, because eventually what they want to have happen is that ranked choice voting is the way that we run all of the national elections, right? So instead of having runoffs in, in any kind of gubernatorial or uh, mayoral or presidential elections, that ranked choice voting is the way that we go about it. And they're trying to get people accustomed to it. Well, New York, you, you took two steps forward and three steps back because now people are back to this is for gazy and we should just do it the old way. So... Hopefully we hopefully we get uh, back to where hopefully they get it all settled and everybody has a lot more confidence in the board of election. But I'm like BOE man, like you had one job, one simple. Well, it's not really simple, but one job, right? And you screwed it up. Well, such is life. Uh, so, all right. Um, I want to jump into two court cases and I am going to give you a very brief and when I tell you brief a very brief um, uh, version of my opinion um, because I don't want to really get into it here um, because it is a much larger a, a much larger discussion but I want to bring up two particular points about um, uh, two particular points about the, uh, what do you call it, um, the Derek Chauvin trial and uh, and Bill Cosby. Yes, Bill Cosby. Uh, Beverly says, there is no trust in our dem democracy and therefore uh, no room for these kind of unforced errors, right? And that's that part, that last, that second to last word is the part that is essential. 
It's an unforced error. This is about the BOE. Unforced error. There was no, like, we weren't in a rush. People weren't, like, like you know, when they had the, the uh, presidential election, the people were down in Texas and, and, and Georgia knocking on the doors and intimidating the, the poll counters. You didn't have any of that. You could take your time. People were being patient. People knew that it took a little bit of time. And still, boom, you made a mistake and you screwed it up. Anyway, so uh, I want to talk about Chauvin first. Uh, so at, right after our last show, Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years uh, of jail time for the murder of George Floyd. Uh, first of all, there are still people who are, um, I, 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 I'm trying to remember what the phraseology is, but like describing it as accused of murdering George, uh, George Floyd. No, he was accused and convicted he murdered george floyd so in the vernacular of the court he is no longer accused he is no longer suspected he is a convicted murderer so first of all gotta get the terminology correct right um and this is coming from news outlets so like y'all y'all should know better it's not the uh, accused murderer it is the murderer of George Floyd. Anyway, so Chauvin gets two, 22 and a half years. And I guarantee you that there were people who had their response ready regardless of how many years he had gotten. And this is problematic. And so what am I talking about? Immediately after the 22 years was, was announced, there were people on Twitter and on on. Um, on, on Facebook and all of these rest of these places that we're talking about, oh, it's only 22 years, uh, he'll get out in 10 for good behavior, uh, da 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 and, 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 and I'm like, wow. Like, I'm, I'm really shocked that that was the response that certain people had. And again, I really believe that people were had their responses ready to go. He could have gotten 100 years and somebody would have tweeted, oh, he'll be out in 15 I fully believe that that's exactly what we would have seen if even if he had gotten 100, if he had gotten 200, right? So my my problem with this is, is that we are maybe a little bit spoiled, right? And in, in, in the movement that we've gotten, um, and when I say we, I mean disenfranchised groups, like we went from people not even being prosecuted and getting death duty and being put back on the force to somebody actually getting prosecuted, actually getting convicted, and actually getting not, 22 years is nothing to sneeze at, right? And actually getting a sizable um, sentencing. And people were upset with that. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this is progress. And, and is it what it should be? No, it shouldn't, right? Um, should he have gotten like 40 years? I believe he should have, right? But the problem here is, is that now you're like, oh, he got 22, he got 22 years. That's nothing. Um, again, another miscarriage of justice. And then I was like, but wait a minute. A couple of years ago, having a cop even convicted for killing somebody under their care, uh, under their arrest, was like not even heard of we didn't even get that 
And so we've gotten so spoiled with this particular trial of a, a cop actually being indicted, a cop actually going to trial, a cop actually getting convicted, a cop actually getting a sizable sentencing that nothing is, nothing will satisfy it, right? And so I think we have to be careful in, um, and, and the way and the narrative that comes out after that, I'm not saying that we should be satisfied with whatever piddlings were given to us, um, but it was it was surprising that I, uh, the the responses that I saw were surprising. So that's just my my one on that. It's like I I really think that uh, there are people who would have complained about it regardless, right? And and then there comes the piece where if you have people who are advocating for you, if people who are your um who who are your allies or in places that or in positions that can assist and make things happen and make changes happen when those changes actually happen what do we say right do we do we fly in that face and be like that wasn't enough or do we say that's more like it right keep keep bringing us more stuff like that and keep on going down that road right and and i think that that's a very a precarious position to be as as a as a diaspora to just always being like uh that wasn't nothing you still like you're still not giving us what we deserve i was like there's a different way to frame that all right so that's chauvin cosby okay i'm going to start off by saying bill cosby is guilty as hell let's just say it that way uh i'm, I'm just gonna put that out there Bill Cosby is guilty as hell. I'm also going to say Bill Cosby should not have been in jail. Those two, th those two things can be, can be both correct. Here's why I say this. Um, first of all, Bill Cosby did what, what he was accused of, be, of doing. You know, he drugged those women and he, um, and this was probably par for the course uh, back in the 70s. Doesn't make it right. In the 80s, whatever, that doesn't make it right. I'm just saying that's what people did back then. Um, and it was wild and free back then. And Bill Cosby is the one who got caught um, and went to jail for it. The reason why I say Bill Cosby should not have been in jail, because if you listen to the reason that he was released from jail, you'll realize that the, the miscarriage of justice was corrected. So the reason that they had any kind of evidence against Bill Cosby is because a DA, one of the DAs that was trying a case prior to this one was trying to get evidence for him and, and trying to get him to do a deposition. Um, so he guaranteed Bill Cosby that he would not use whatever he learned in this deposition to charge him for anything. He told him, I guarantee you, I would not, I will not charge you for anything. Uh, just tell me the truth. It was, they entered into a legal agreement that whatever you tell me will not be held against you, right? It is the, it, it is a person's right to not self-incriminate, right? There, that is a inalienable right of the American justice system. You have the right to not self-incriminate. And if the DA enters into a uh, um, a deal with a uh, with somebody who they are trying to prosecute, that is a ironclad deal. I will not prosecute you um, if you tell me these things. 
And he did that in order to get more information from Bill Cosby. And that's when he said, yes, I used to put Quaaludes in these girls' drinks uh, in order to have sex with them. Fast forward, another set of charges are being brought up. A new DA uses the information from the old DA and ignores the agreement that was that was um, that was struck with the old DA and used that information in order to get a conviction on this new charge. Right? That's not legal, and that is the point that we need to focus on. I'm not focusing on whether or not Bill did it. I'm not focusing on whether or not he is guilty or not. I'm not trying to excuse what he did. I'm not being a Bill Cosby apologist. I am saying that that miscarriage of justice is something that needed to be corrected because there are many miscarriages of justice just like this that have people of color in jail for much longer sentences and for much more minor crimes. And so some of them are guilty. Yes, and that's the way, but that's the way the DA uh, at that particular time tries to get information from them and they bamboozle these people, especially the people who don't know that they have what rights that they have. But when you see, and people are talking about, well, you know, if, if, if you have money, you're automatically excused and, you know, you could get away with murder. There's some truth to that. I don't know that that's exactly what we're looking at here. I think that Bill had a better lawyer than a public defender that somebody off the street would have. Uh, but I do think that this is a fundamental part of the American justice system where if you have broken the law as a prosecutor or you have done something that is not within the realm of the law, within your, your, um, your permissions as laid out by the law, you need to be able, that needs to be rectified. Uh, and I was waiting for Beverly to chime in because Beverly is a lawyer. Uh, Twin says with the legal analysis when we're submitting law, when are you submitting uh, law school applications? Listen, man, I, I I think about that all the time, Bev. Uh, and Bev is my birthday twin. Our birthday is coming up on August 17th. We are accepting gifts from now until August 17th and a little bit after until the end of August. I just want to put that out there in case anybody needs to figure out what they want to get us. You have a little bit of time. Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I was waiting for Bev to, to, to chime in because I think that that's the piece that, that, that a lot of people are missing because I'm seeing on, 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 um, on all of these social medias, like, oh, he's still, uh, guilty and he's, uh, you know, he, he's a guilty man walking free. Um, you know, if you have money, you could get away with anything. Listen, I just think that we need to sit in the place of, understanding the law and understanding what it is that released this man that there was a miscarriage of justice right this has nothing to do with his guilt or innocence it was a miscarriage of justice and he should not have been in jail um bev said this is a perfect example of the checks and balances in our justice system and how it should work exactly right right exactly so i i i just wanted to put that out there um I know Felicia Rashad is getting dragged to the filth um, because she came out and said that a miscarriage of justice was um, uh, was corrected. And I hope and I think that that's what she was talking about. The whole like the reason that he had they had evidence against Bill was that somebody did something illegal. I hope that's what she was talking about. But listen, they took her down. They they they. they 
Oh, they gave her uh, uh, the kitten Kabuto, man. I, and I felt bad for Auntie Felicia because she's like an icon, right? And, and like when you see somebody um, who you look up to suddenly getting dragged on, on social media, it kind of hurts a little bit. But um, like my wife said, silence is totally free. <laughs> you could have said nothing you could have had conversations with other people about it and not put that out on, on social media and that's the problem people even you know even people in my generation and then further back are looking at social media all of a sudden and being like oh okay this is an opportunity for me to say something and it's not always a time for you to say something you can absolutely say zero right and have that conversation internally and not get dragged on social media for defending what people think is you defending a rapist, right? Um, uh, Brenda Green says they broke their promise, so to speak, and hopefully women will continue to speak out. And again, I am not saying anything about the guilt or innocence about believing women. I believe, I, I said that you, a long time ago that we should believe women when they say these things, um, and I advocate for women all the time. Everybody knows I'm a girl dad. Those of you who don't know, I am a big feminist, and I believe in 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 the rights and 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 uh, and, and and permissions. And, and y'all know who I am, so I'm not even going to go into that. I'm just saying, what happened with Bill Cosby is a little bit more nuanced than the way everybody is presenting it. All right, I want to take a pause here. I'm going to show the picture again. Stick around in the next ten minutes. We will be. Uh, I'll be giving you the question for how to win this. All right. So next topic up is <laughs> I spent $125 yesterday and it frustrated the hell out of me. So here's the scenario. Uh, we have a safe in the house. It's a little safe. It's about this big. Right. It holds our passports and uh, our important documentation um, in case there is a, a fire or, you know, we get robbed. Everything is in the safe. Right. Um, and so the safe is a battery operated. You hit the keypad and it opens up. And um, and when the batteries are dead, you can open up the safe using the key. Uh, many of you know. I moved last year, so my the whole family moved last year. I, I said I moved like I moved by myself, but anyway, we all moved. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't last year; it was the year before. We moved in 2019, and you know when you move, stuff gets lost. Well, the battery died on the safe, and we needed to open it up in order to get into the safe. And guess what? We can't find the key anywhere. The key is nowhere to be found. So. I called the locksmith and I was like, oh man, this is going to cost me an arm and a leg in order to get this safe open. And so when I called the locksmith, he said, listen, it'll cost between a hundred and actually I'm going to, I'm going to try a really bad Russian accent here. Please don't hurt me. Uh, he said, of course, between $125 and no, this is terrible. Just going to go straight with it. It'll cost between $125 and $175 in order to open, um, in order to open the safe, right? And so we are, so I'm like, oh man, with our luck is going to be $175. So um, you can change the battery without opening the safe. How? 
the battery is inside the safe. It's it's done that way on purpose, right? So you don't take the battery. Anyway, you can't change on this particular safe. You can't change the batteries uh, unless you open the safe. So I take this. So I call the guy and he goes, um, "Can I bring the safe to you?" And he goes, "No, no, no. I'll come to you, right?" And so, uh, all right. I and so he gets here and I show him the safe and he says, "All right." Um, is there anything breakable inside of the safe? I was like, no, it's just paper and stuff like that. It's passports and, and documents. He's like, oh, okay. He takes the safe and he wiggles the thing. And then he takes this, he, like, so he holds this end of the safe and he takes this end of the safe and he slams it on the door, uh, on the ground. Bam, 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 wiggle, 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 nothing. Bam, 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 wiggle, 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 nothing. Bam, bam, wiggle, pfft, Safe opens. Like, literally, he pounded the damn thing on the ground and opened up the safe. And I was so angry. Right? Because, number one, it took him no time. I'm talking about this was five minutes, right? He was in my garage. He was in my driveway in about and, and five, five minutes later, he had the damn thing open, right? No drills, no heating, nothing. Bam, 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 shake, shake, shake. Bam, 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 shake, shake, shake. Bam, 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 open, right? And so I was like, how much is that going to cost me? He was like, that'll be $125. $125, just like that, right? And so it, it reminded me that, no, he didn't break it. It said, it said, asked, is like, uh, he, 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 he didn't break it because the safe still works. I can punch it in and the safe is still locked. And it, but what this shows you is that what did I pay $125 for? Not for the five minutes that it took for him to open the safe. What I paid for $125 for was A, him coming to the house and me not having to leave the comfort of my home, right? And B, his knowledge of what to do, right? He knew what to do. I didn't know what to do, right? He knew he knew that this particular safe has a particular, you know, I guess, idiosyncrasy and that if you hit it the right way and that it'll open. How did he know this? His years of experience, but opening these safes and opening other safes. So what I was paying for was his knowledge, his experience. And the reason I bring all of this up is that this happens with um, people who are in a number of different fields. I'm a photographer, right? And a lot of people will say, will hire me to do photography and I'll come in and I'll take my, and I'll set my whole thing up and it'll take me five minutes to take the picture that I need and I'll be done, right? And somebody, somebody, and people have said, Hey, what, you know, I, I paid you all this money and it only took you five minutes to do this. Like, like I, I thought I was paying you for an extended process. I was like, no, you were paying me for my knowledge. You were paying me for the years that I have been working in photography to know exactly what this situation calls for, to set it up properly, to bring the right equipment, to own the right equipment, and to be able to take that picture in the, in the shortest amount of time because of my knowledge base. That's what you were paying for. You weren't paying me by the time. You were paying me by my experience. And this happens to people all of the time. Uh, says a, a, a DJ, right? 
And so when 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 said does when said does DJing and he has uh, all of his mixes and everything already set out and and it makes it look and he makes it look easy. When you pay that man, you're not paying by the you're not paying by the hour. You're not paying because it, it's, well this this was easy for you. I shouldn't have to pay you that much. No, I made it look easy because I've been doing this for years. When uh, when Beverly does a contract, when you ask Beverly to do a contract or something that has something to do with the law and she does it in five minutes and, and she says, that'll be this amount of money. And you're like, but you only took five minutes to do it. It's like, yes, because I've been doing this for all of these years and it only takes me five minutes. If you want to try to figure this out on your own without the law degree and the experience, it's going to take you much longer. So you're paying me for my experience not for the time that it took me to take to do this task, right? And this is the lesson that I wanted to remind people of, especially when dealing with uh with black businesses and dealing dealing with entrepreneurs. A lot of people a lot of times people are very upset about how long it takes to do something when you call in a professional. You called in a professional cuz you don't know how to do it. And if you tried to do it, it would take you forever. Right. And so you have to pay for that and stop nickel and diming people when they tell you that this is how much it costs, not by how much, how long it takes. If you want to do it yourself, do it yourself. Man hours are expensive. Right. So like if you want to take the time and do it yourself and try to figure all this out, it's going to cost you a lot more time than if you just call somebody in and pay them what they're worth. Not how much time it took, what they are worth. All right. And so that's a that's one of the things that I really wanted to to bring across and and talk about because that was a, a lesson that I needed to be reminded of and I paid that man quickly I was like here's your hundred and twenty five dollars right um, because I recognized in that moment I didn't know how to get this safe open right he brought his experience it took five minutes and I never had to leave my house that was important to me and that was worth 125 dollars. but it was so frustrating to see him do bam 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 open right that annoyed the crap out of me anyway uh same thing with models and that's what kamika is saying same thing with models anybody who brings their skill to the table right if you want to do it yourself or you want to like listen and kamika brings a good point because i have dealt with people who did not know what they were doing right and it took far longer, even though it might have been cheaper than me getting somebody who had all of the experience and acumen that I needed, right? <laughs> My mom says, do you still need a key? Yes, I still need a key. Um, but we will keep an eye on, on the batteries from here on in. And I now know how to open it without, <laughs> without the key. Anyway, so here's a picture. We're going to be giving away... An eight by twelve of this picture, and uh, and the question is, the first person in the chat to answer this question is uh, going to win an eight by twelve of that picture. And here's the question: What time in the morning did I get up to go get this picture? What time in the morning did I get up to go get this picture? First person in the chat. First person in the chat who puts in what time in the morning I got up to go get the picture will win the picture. Jen Hernandez is like, uh, me. No, that's not the that's not the correct question. <laughs> Jen is a collector of my art. Kamika, 
First person to get it. Kamika has it right. I got up at 5.30 in the morning in order to get that picture. So you got to get here early. We're going to do this every single week. I will give away an 8x12 picture of um, an 8x12 picture every single week. Uh, you got to get here at the beginning. I'll tell a story. You got to listen to the whole story. And at the end of the, at, at the, end of the podcast, I will give away uh, a print um uh and you have to ask you have to answer the question so kamika was the first person to get it right my mom is in here talking about 5 30 mom you do realize you could just come and get one from the house right like my my, my mom is funny all right uh but y'all gotta get here early we start at 12 o'clock on thursdays every single thursdays uh <laughs> mom is like family's not included Mom, I know where you live. You want the picture? I'll give you the picture. It's in the house. You can come take the picture and take it to your house, right? <laughs> I got a love family. All right, so uh, that is the end of our show today. I want to thank everybody for, for participating. Kamika, I will... Um, Jen, you can absolutely buy one. You can go and everybody can go to my link tree and I'm going to put my link tree right in the chat right now. So if you are interested in buying that particular photo or any of my photos uh, in on my store, you can go to my link tree, which is linktree slash green life photo. There it is right there popping up, right? So you can just go grab that. Um, but Kamika will get a free copy of that sent directly to her house. And next week, it could be you that's winning, all right? So this has been The Greenhouse Effect. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you guys next week. And in the meantime, go out and be warm to somebody else. Bye, y'all.